It's week three. It is Saturday night. Let's get going. Let's break down the article. You're in the doghouse. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog13, and still going over on Facebook, Dennis M. Roy over there, uh, and on the old TikTok, which I need a 1,000 followers to get the live broadcast feed uh, at RoyDog13 over there. How's everybody doing? Hopefully, everybody took advantage of the article in week two. Um which was really, really good. Uh, if you went with the Tua took a Viola play for GPP, uh, cash game lineups uh, crushed it. Um, week one, God, it's been way too long since I've been recording, but week one, missed the pay lines by uh, just a couple of points, so the article was good. We just kind of missed out. Um, that was the reasoning behind Cooper Cup. Last week being in the lineups, and uh, why I'm on Justin Jefferson for this week. Uh, but we do have to get going here. We have to get, you know, kind of busy with this here. And uh, let's go break down this article. Let's not spend too much time because I do have a, a fan duel. I do have a DK uh, lineup builds for cash uh, currently, right now, and I'll kind of explain how I got there. So, quarterbacks, cash, Josh Allen. And you know how we do this with the pricing and the rating. It is FanDuel, Yahoo, DK, as I read it across. So Josh Allen, 9,038 and 8,200. Good for first, third, and first across the board. Said as of right now, he is a no-brainer against this Miami defense. True, he may end up being down Dawson Knox at tight end and possibly Gabriel Davis at wide receiver, uh, which Gabriel Davis is actually playing. Uh, per the reports that I have seen. Um, so that only means good things for Josh Allen. Uh, but I did say that it could mean plenty of action with his legs. It might not be Lamar Jackson, but Allen can definitely get it down and done on the ground, particularly around the goal line. So Josh Allen at the top of the heap. Uh, next is Patrick Mahomes, 8,739 and 7,900. Good for second, second, and third. Uh, Chiefs offense runs through Mahomes. Chiefs offense will continue to run through Mahomes in week three as Indianapolis pass defense has been dreadful to begin the season. Patrick is one of those quarterbacks that you can start naked, and I said without pairing without pairing with a receiver since he continues to spread the ball evenly with his wide receivers. I do like a pairing, though, uh, but only with his tight end, Travis Kelsey, this week, who is also in the write-up. Last but certainly not least for cash, uh, Jalen Hurts, 8,134 and 7,600, good for fifth, sixth, and fourth. Washington has been dreadful in its secondary. Shouldn't be a huge surprise considering that they've made no major improvements from last year's team. Uh, he will also have an advantage on the ground against a run defense that is 31st in DVOA rush defense and 30th in points allowed to the RB position. 
you'll be able to grab his share of some of those points in a game that should have points and stay relatively close if you believe that the commander's offense is for real. Uh, and as of today, a new injury in that secondary, William Jackson the third, uh, just went questionable. So that is a downgrade um, from earlier in the week. GPP, I like Kirk Cousins. Uh, 7,600 to 34 and 6,700. Good for 8th, 6th, and 7th. I've seen some folks suggesting Cousins in cash, but his salary, but with his salary, he doesn't exactly fit his, fit the bill with his up and down nature to begin the season. I don't hate him this week, though, as a GPP option. Lions defense hasn't been able to stop anyone. Do like Dalvin Cook this week, too, which may limit Cousins' overall ceiling in an, even in a game which should be competitive and high scoring. So remember that, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook. Joe Burrow, 7,533 and 6,600. Good for ninth, ninth, and eighth. Everyone is shitting the bed about Burrow's start. And to be honest, I am not thrilled with what I have seen so far. He has the ability to absolutely put on a show this week, as I like both of his top wide receiver options and Chase and Higgins. I also don't hate running back Joe Mixon, who has been active in the passing game, so that will only help Burrow this week against a suspect Jets defense. Their backs are against the wall, so you have the wounded animal theory in play this week. Jared Goff, 7,120 and 5,800. Good for 16th, 26th, and 15th. I feel pretty gross about putting Goff on here, but to be fair, he has had a really good start to the season with all his receiving options relatively healthy to begin the season. He has been able to feel relaxed in the pocket. The offensive line has also been able whew, has been able to help out in spite of some injury issues. This should be a high-scoring game and one that we will want a piece of. Moving on to running backs in cash. Derek Henry, 8,835 and 8,100. Good for second, third, and third. I'm going to be honest here when I say that I'm going to attempt my cash build with two cheap salary running backs this week. I did mention that at the top. And pay up at the wide receiver and tight end positions. But I do believe that Henry is in play against the Raiders in Nashville this week. Titans offense has been terrible to begin the season. And part of that reason is because they haven't been able to get King Henry going in the running game. Titans are going to try and get him going this week as he is their best option to win the game by slowing down the pace at home. Probably probably won't have him in my cash lineups. I do not, but I will definitely have a share in GPP, and that, my friends, is absolutely true. David Montgomery, 7,118 and 5,900, good for 11th, 15th, and 16th. Bears offense has been terrible to begin the season, but they have leaned on Montgomery the first two games of the year. This will be a slow-paced game in Chicago, and the Bears will need their lead running back to perform well to try and pull off the victory against the Texans this weekend in Chicago. I will tell you that a cash build is very tough uh, with David Montgomery in it on FanDuel, uh, at least for the build that I am trying with Justin Jefferson in there. Uh, his price is a little bit too high over there, but on I have not attempted a lineup on Yahoo yet. Uh, anything under twenty dollars is basically you're looking at backup uh, type running back prices there. Uh, Fifty the fifty nine hundred on uh, DK though is very doable. Miles Sanders is next, sixty eight hundred, seventeen and fifty five hundred, good for seventeenth, nineteenth, and twenty second. I really like Sanders this week against the Commanders' rush defense as he can be very successful. The only issue is if I want to use Jalen Hurts or A.J. Brown in my cash lineups. I will have to, unfortunately, fade Sanders in the process. 
It's a really good spot for the RB, and I don't want to talk anyone off of him as we can pay up a quarterback and other wide receivers to allow the nice savings that Sanders will bring. If paying down at the RB position, do not overall fade him this weekend. He is in both cash lineups. Uh, We're going to skip the next one. This was the one with Zamir White and Brandon Bolden, uh, just in case Josh Jacobs didn't play. But Josh Jacobs is with the team in Nashville. Uh, Taking everyone off the table here, it looks like he's going to play. Damian Pierce, 5,800, 15, and 5,000. Good for 32nd, 24th, and 36th. I'm going to go ahead and lock in the young Texan running back against the Bears this week in Chicago. Houston made the correct decision in giving Pierce more snaps last week against Indy, and he showed that he is ready to get the job done. Salary is ridiculously low for a starting running back and is a place where we just lock in the savings and move on elsewhere. Uh, It's difficult to do three running backs this week, in cash on FanDuel and DK on Yahoo. Uh, when you look at Damian Pierce, uh, Miles Sanders, and David Montgomery, you can fit all three in pretty soundly and safely. Uh, still waiting on whether or not Alvin Kamara is going to play. It sounds like he's going to play, so that would take Mark Ingram off the table here in cash. Uh, but just in case, if he doesn't, uh, 5,717 and 5,500, good for 35th, 19th, and 22nd. So basically, Mark Ingram is still priced higher than Damian Pierce on Yahoo. Uh, that is a definite lock and load right over there. Uh, Ingram, like I said, Ingram is only a play if Alvin Kamara is out. His He actually was serviceable against the Bucks last week, and now he gets to face a path through defense that is more forgiving to the RB position. There's no competition for snaps here, so he's a safe play in cash for paying down its position. Pierce is still the number one pay down option at running back overall. Uh, GPP running backs, Dalvin Cook, as I mentioned earlier, 8,300, 31, and 7,900, good for 5th, 4th, and 5th. Uh, Cook has a great matchup here with against Detroit, but there is uneasiness with how the Vikings are handling his workload right now. Uh, there's some concerns with how the team will not allow Cook to just run and remain a steady part of the offense. It didn't help that they faced a potent Eagles offense last week uh, that put it to the Vikings' defense early, and Minnesota felt that they needed to play catch-up out of the gate. Really like the spot for Cook, but he is the main reason I can't trust quarterback Kirk Cousins in cash. I will have a share of Cook and GPP, but it will be in a lineup where I am fading wide receiver Justin Jefferson, who is the overall top play in the Minnesota-Detroit game. Joe Mixon is next, 8,200, 29, and 7,600, good for 6th, 5th, and 6th. If Cleveland didn't run all over the Jets last week, I wouldn't even be entertaining Mixon this week, but here we are. Uh, Mixon has not been great on the ground, averaging 3.02 yards per carry so far. The rebuilt offensive line has not gelled yet and is killing production everywhere for the Bengals' offense. He is a key cog in the Cincinnati offense, but as salary, I cannot trust him in cash this week. Basically here, I have DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams listed, but it is really DeAndre Swift that I am looking at here. 8,024 and 7,200, good for 7th, 10th, and 8th. More on Swift over Williams as he has a higher upside but cannot trust him in cash due to his lingering ankle issue. I want to share, but overall I'm higher on the Lions passing offense at the other positions this week. Last but certainly not least, Naheem Hines, 5,113 and 5,000. Good for 49th, 39th, and 36th. I have some interest here as the Chiefs defense against running backs in the passing game has been suspect. Taylor may get taken out of the game yet again as Kansas City can get on top of this Colts defense pretty quickly and easily. 
Quarterback Matt Ryan will need to get Hines involved to continue to move the offense and hopefully score to keep the game competitive. Moving on to wide receiver, cash game. Wide receiver Justin Jefferson at the top, 9,538 and 9,100. Good for second across the board. Uh, does anyone really think that Justin Jefferson is going to have two bad games in a row? Hell no, and this is a perfect game for his bounce-back performance against the Detroit secondary. That has absolutely no one to defend him. Jefferson is someone that I will be locking into my cash game lineups and moving on. Don't overthink this one, and that is true. Uh, Devontae Adams is next, 8,700, 35, and 8,400. Good for third across the board. Adams is another wide receiver that I can see bouncing back this week. Devontae has the advantage against all the Titans DBs. The only problem is that the Raiders have more receiving options. Uh, that he has to deal with to try and meet or exceed his value. I like Adams, but I like Jefferson more. Stephon Diggs, 8,331 and 7,700, good for 6th, 5th, and 5th. I think a lot of people are going to make the mistake and pay down in, at right to this spot right here. Um, I did say Diggs may become more of a locket in option if tight end Dawson Knox and wide receiver Gabriel Davis are out. Like I said, Gabriel Davis will play this Sunday. I like Diggs this week against Miami, but I'm willing to fade him as most folks will only roster him because of his three TDs on Monday Night Football. That's a big thing. That is a real thing. It is all going to depend on the build, but he is not a shoe-in this week. He will only make the lineup if I can fit him in as my third pay-up wide receiver. That is not happening. A.J. Brown for Philly. 8,028 and 7,300, good for seventh across the board. This is where I'm willing to look right after wide receiver Justin Jefferson. Brown had a low-key game against the Vikings on Monday night. It was decent. It just wasn't going to pay off. And it's going to keep some folks off of him. He is still the top option in the Eagles offense and one that I can see having the most success against a shitty commander secondary. Amon Ra St. Brown, 7,829 and 7,200, good for eighth, sixth, and eighth. I am not a fan of his salary, but I do believe he is worth the pay-up if you want a piece of this Detroit offense against the Vikings. He has been incredibly stable at a high level, only second to wide receiver Cooper Cup going back to last season. The Vikings would be wise to shade a safety towards him, but as I have mentioned before, they are hurting at that position. Not a must-roster guy, but if you can afford him, just go ahead and put him in your cash lineup. Jalen Waddell. 7,525 and 6,800, good for 10th, 12th, and 10th. Bills are hurting in their secondary, especially on the outside, as they will have two rookie quarterbacks in Christian Benford and Kier Alam, starting across from Waddle and Hill. The Bills are also down safety Micah Hyde and possibly Jordan Poyer, so there are opportunities across the middle. I like both Waddle and Hill in this matchup, but I will only consider Waddle and Cash as he is a cheaper option, and Hill is more up and down in his production historically with Waddle being more stable weekly. There will be points scored in this matchup, and both wide receivers can do well while not also not using Tua at quarterback in our lineups. Michael Pittman Jr. returns for the Indianapolis Colts, 7,400, 26, and 6,900, good for 12th, 9th, and 9th. Pittman returns in a matchup against the Chiefs and Colts are going to need their wide receiver one to step up if they're going to try and keep up with the Kansas City offense. The Chiefs have not been able to contain the top receiving options of their opponents, and Pittman is far away the best option for this offense. Christian Kirk, Jacksonville Jaguars, 7,118 and 6,200. 16th, 23rd. 23rd over on the old Yahoo. And 16th over on DK. Can't argue with his production. His salary hasn't reached a ceiling yet, so he is viable in cash against this Chargers secondary. 
Rashad Bateman, 6,800, 19, and 5,700. Good for 20th, 20th, and 27th. So he's big savings over at DK. Not my favorite option this week against the Patriots defense, but the secondary is beatable. You know New England is going to try and shut down Lamar Jackson's top receiving option in tight end Mark Andrews, which will leave Bateman in plenty of one-on-ones this week. Drake London of Atlanta, 6,217 and 5,800. Good for 20th, 25th, and 24th. The matchup doesn't look that great on paper, but he is the Falcons' top receiving option with a salary that is cheap AF. I'm not scared of him against quarterback Tariq Woolen, and we'll have a share or two of London this week. Traylon Burks of Tennessee, 5,912 and 4,900. Good for 37th, 53rd, and 45th. Really great price. $2 above minimum over on the old Yahoo! That's a guy you could pretty much probably lock in. One of the better salary savers this week as he's quickly becoming the top option in the Titans passing offense and facing one of my favorite cornerbacks to target in cornerback Rock Yassine of the Raiders. Uh, I did have Isaiah McKenzie in here, 5,500, 4,700, good for 54th, 44th, and 50th. Uh, but I'm really push it, pulling off of him with Gabriel Davis back. Um but he does have a good. He ha, does have still have a good matchup across the middle, um, with tight end Dawson Knox expected to sit. So I will consider him. But he's more of a GPP play now. Mac Hollins of the Raiders, fifty three hundred ten and thirty three hundred, good for sixty six, sixty six, and ninety fourth. I kind of like Hollins as a cheap salary option this week against the Titans, as the Raiders uh, were really trying to get it. Get him involved in the offense last week against the Cardinals, and with no wide receiver Hunter Renfro, that means he should be in line for more targets. <sighs> oh, my favorite Cardinal, Greg Dorch, fifty-one hundred fourteen and forty-three hundred, good for seventy-eighth, forty-fourth, and fifty-ninth. Best prices over on FanDuel, uh, but very doable over on DK. I really hate the salary saving play, but I can't argue with it as the Rams secondary is in shambles. Right now, and there's no way the Rams are scared enough of Dorch to put cornerback Jalen Ramsey on him, which means he will see plenty of time against backup cornerback Russ Yeast. Who? Exactly. GPP, we got Cooper Cup at the top. Number one uh, paid, you know, <laughs> number one option to pay for. Uh, 9,800, 40, and 9,900. He is certainly maxed out there. I don't have cup and cash, but you can certainly go ahead and do it if you want. I see wide receiver Justin Jefferson being able to match or exceed Cup's point potential this week for less, so I'm going there. Uh, that doesn't mean that Cup can't get it done against Cardinal secondary that just can't cover him like the rest of the just like the rest of the league. Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Chase, eighty five hundred, thirty two and eighty one hundred, good for fourth across the board. Higgins, 7,300, 21, and 6,100, good for 13th, 16th, and 18th. I am higher on Chase in this matchup, but don't forget about Higgins this week. If running a Burrow lineup, I would go ahead and just run the pair along with him and use wide receiver Elijah Moore of the Jets on the comeback. The Ravens cannot afford to go on three this week or else their season may be done. Tyreek Hill, 8,400, 28, and 7,600, good for 5th, 7th, and 6th. Mention it with Waddle above. I like Hill in this matchup, but can't trust him in cash. 
He was perfectly fine as a one-off against the Bills this week, and we know how he has the ability to go off. The only question is whether he can do it two weeks in a row. Gabriel Davis, 7,220 and 6,300, good for 15th, 18th, and 15th. Sounds like he's going to play, and we'll find out more before this game start on Sunday. I like Davis and GPP as there shouldn't be a lot of people willing to trust him coming off an injury this week. And like I said, Gabriel Davis will play. Tyler Lockett, 6,600, 16, and 5,800. Good for 22, or 22nd, 30th, and 24th. Lockett has the best matchup out of the slot against cornerback Eric Harris. The best spot to attack the Falcons is across the middle and not on the outside, where Atlanta has two competent cornerbacks in their secondary. I did kind of like DK Metcalf just a little bit, but then that means I got to talk about Geno Smith, and I'm not going to fucking do that. Darnell Mooney, 6,300, 14, and 5,300. Good for 26, 44th, and 35th. Simply stated, I mean, who the fuck is going to use Mooney this week? This is more of a mega multi-entry play as he will be under 1% rostered this week because the Bears' passing offense has been non-existent. Devonta Smith, Quez Watkins of the Philadelphia Eagles. Smith, 6,017 and 5,200, good for 32nd, 25th, and 37th. Watkins, 5,310 and 3,700, good for 66, 66, and 77th. I like Smith more than Watkins here, but it is St. Justy in the slot. So if you want to get fancy and hope Watkins can go back-to-back games with TD, this is his best shot. William Jackson III was the corner that is was going to cover Devonta Smith. So if William Jackson III is not going to be in there, uh, yeah, pretty much uh, if you're going to pair up A.J. Green and Devonta Smith, this is probably the week. Adam Thielen of the Minnesota Vikings, 6,016 and 5,900, good for 32nd, 30th, and 22nd. I'm not thrilled with using Thielen, but if you like quarterback Kirk Cousins so much, you are pairing Jefferson with either Thielen or tight end Irv Smith. Elijah Moore, 5,513 and 5,000, good for 54th, 48th, and 41st. He will primarily be lining up against cornerback Eli Apple this week, who is rotten in coverage. This play is dangerous, but you have three things going for you. One, it's Eli Apple. Two, Moore leads the entire wide receiver court in snap percentage, which means he's on the field more to obtain possible targets. And everyone is go- and three, everyone is going to gravitate towards rookie wide receiver Garrett Wilson, which means you will have more at a smaller usership percentage. Last but certainly not least, Zay Jones. 5,400, 11, and 4,000. Good for 62nd, 61st, and 66. I almost put Trevor Lawrence in the write-up this week because he had three good receiving options and Zay was one of them. Uh, he is dirt fucking cheap and gets cornerback Michael Davis in coverage this week. Not the safest option, but won't kill you at his salary. Tight ends, cash, to Travis Kelsey, number one across the board, 7,800, 33rd, or 33, and 7,900. Start here with looking at tight end as the Colts are terrible at covering the tight end position. Kelsey is a top target in the Chiefs offense, so instead of trying to figure out who the top option is, this week at wide receiver, go ahead and select the guy we know has the best chance to score and has quarterback Patrick Mahomes' eye. Darren Waller is next, 6,400, 22, and 5,800, good for third across the board. Matchup doesn't look great on paper against the Texans, but with the loss of wide receiver Hunter Renfro, that just means that Waller is now the top receiving option across the middle, and that will also mean more potential targets. 
Titans are hurting in the linebacker position, which should leave Waller with more space to work as well. Tyler Higby, this is a guy, this has kind of been a key guy right now for me today. Uh, 5,700, 18, and 4,500, good for 6, 6, and 7th. Higby is a true second receiving option to wide receiver Cooper Cup in the Rams offense right now. Higby is averaging 10 targets and 6 receptions in two games so far. Averaging. Averaging. Uh, which exceeds most of the other top tight end options this season. If you're paying down its position, this is probably the, safest, the quote-unquote safest pay-down option. This Cardinals defense is horrible against the tight end position and one that we can take advantage of. Maybe Higby can finally get his touchdown this week. TJ Hawkinson, currently questionable, but will play. 5,500, 16, and 4,200, good for 8th, 7th, and 10th. So he is an even bigger pay down option than Tyler Higby this week. That's, that's way too low. Uh, Hawkinson has been getting targets but hasn't seen the product, uh, positive production out of it. That has to change at some point with the Vikings hurting into safety position and lack of great play from their linebackers. It will give TJ some of his best opportunities as the season to flourish. Last but not least, Evan Ingram at Jacksonville, 5,200, 12, and 3,700. Good for 13th, 18th, and 14th. I hate Evan Ingram, so you know if I have him listed, it has to be a good play. Chargers have continued to fail at covering the tight end position, and with Ingram's cheap salary, it is a spot that we can exploit for cheap. I will tell you this right now. If you want to use Evan Ingram, he is going to be... If you just go one tight end this week, Evan Ingram is probably you're going to be... He's going to be the key guy if you want to really, really pay up for a second wide receiver, uh, even a possible third. Yahoo, I think. Yahoo, I think this is going to end up being really easy to do and get the three top and get three high, really super high end wide receivers. I haven't tried that build yet, but trust me, if you can put the three running backs in there and then put a cheap tight end, you should be able to put three. Very high-end wide receivers in that lineup. Very easily as well. GPP, Kyle Pitts of the Atlanta Falcons, 5,620 and 4,800 for 7th, 4th, and 4th. If you are running a fairly chalky GPP lineup but need that one guy to be different, look no further than tight end Kyle Pitts, who is in a position to exploit this Seahawks defense. Seattle's is losing safeties left and right and almost lost uh, Quatri Diggs as well. Uh, Pitts should be open quite often against these safeties and linebackers, and almost no one is going to have them in their lineups. Zach Ertz, 5,200, 15, and 4,600, good for 13th, 10th, and 6th. He's really, really too cheap. Uh, the Rams are down two cornerbacks in a safety this week, and it is another prime opportunity for Ertz as Hollywood should be covered most of the game by cornerback Jalen Ramsey. And wide receiver A.J. Green has certainly looked his age. So it is basically an Ertz and Dorch game for uh, Arizona. Irv Smith Jr. of Minnesota, 5,010, 3,100. Good for 17th, 25th, and 22nd. Not my favorite option of week three, but he is getting looks in the red zone and is capable of getting that cheap TD that we are seeking at his salary. Defense and special teams, New Orleans Saints. 
4,300, 15, and 3,500 for 8th, 11th, and 5th. Went back and forth between either New Orleans or Carolina as a defensive choice, but the Saints won the draw because quarterback Baker Mayfield has been terrible in his decision-making and a quarterback that we can take advantage of. Ooh, Houston, 3,800, 16, and 2,600. Good for 14th, 8th, and 16th. It's not a bad idea to take a look at attacking the Bears as their offense has been stuck in park to begin the season. This will be a low-scoring, slow-paced game, so I don't see much in terms of interceptions. I do see some sack potential with opportunities for with a fumble recovery. This is a safe play at defense. It won't burn you in the end, but I don't see high upside here. Uh, don't mind them in cash, but I will look elsewhere for GPPs. Two tried and true GPP plays. Atlanta Falcons, 3,714 and 2,700. Good for 15th, 12th, and 14th. See the Falcons being able to take advantage of a fragile Seattle offense. The defense has had its moments, even though they have given up points to both New Orleans and LA Rams to begin the season. I will be willing to take a shot on them this weekend as their salary isn't outrageous, and few people will take a shot here. Green Bay Packers, 4,010. And 2,800, good for 11th, 21st, and 12th. I don't see the Packers-Bucks game getting out of hand since the Packers' passing offense hasn't gotten going and the Bucks are nursing a ton of injuries. On FanDuel and DraftKings, they are definitely more GPP only, but on Yahoo, they are easily a cash defense because they are minimum price for whatever reason. The new GPP, also known as the fuck it and play it for minimum for minimum price for cash jacksonville jaguars 3200 11 and 2300 good for 24th 20 and 22nd if quarterback quarterback chase daniel starts in place of quarterback justin herbert of the Chargers, is probably the lock it in defense play for cash as everyone will be on it in dfs and if the jaguars score a td you are going to be left behind at a position where you can get absolutely fucked if you don't have them if Herbert is out, you start the Jags in cash even without thinking about it. So, now that we've gone through the write-up, we should look at the build. So, on FanDuel, it's actually pretty, it's actually pretty easy, but you're going to end up running uh, two tight ends if you want to use Justin Jefferson. Now, if you don't want to pay up for Justin Jefferson, there's plenty of options that I have given you to pay down, and then that what that's going to do is bring up your other guys. So right now, um, running with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, we have a little bit of Damian Pierce and Miles Sanders at running back, which allows for Justin Jefferson and even able to pay up for Michael Pittman. Uh, you can do a Monra, I believe, if I remember correctly, you can do a Monra St. Brown. I can actually take a look at this right now. Maybe he is just a shade out of reach. Let's see here. I think it's actually on the other one. Yeah, it's yeah. You can't pay for him there. You can do T. Higgins though in that spot. Christian Kirk at seventy one hundred. Um. When we're not doing PPR, so let's take the guy who's gonna uh, be the bring back um, in this lineup because you have Patrick Mahomes, because you have Travis Kelsey at tight end. Who's the other tight end? It's Tyler Higby uh, with a Greg Dortch uh, savings at wide receiver. Over on DK, it's similar build. It's a similar build. Um, but this should be really good. This should be pretty decent for PPR. 
you have Mahomes at quarterback again, Sanders and Pierce at the running back positions, uh, Jefferson, of course, Greg Dorch and Mac Hollins uh, for savings. Now, like I said, there's no Hunter Renfro, which is going to leave plenty of targets for Mac Hollins. Uh, the way that the Raiders have been actually kind of playing offense, they've been a little bit more pass happy. happy. Uh, doubt they're going to try and slow down the game because apparently they're stupid. So, But then you have the same tight end pairing uh, with the defense that, you know, you'll see when you get in there. But uh, two tight end is to me is the way to go. If you want to pay up at a lot of the other positions and just punt and use Higby, you can. You can because you can just have Mahomes and just use, like I said, just use him naked. I may still do that and and change some of this out so I'm able to pay up at uh, another wide receiver position. Um, But right now these are two pretty safe um cash lineup builds that you can that you could utilize uh over on FanDuel and on DraftKings. Like I said, you can easily do three running backs over on Yahoo um and even use a pay down t- and even honestly use a pay down tight end and the pay down defense and you could afford the three high end um wide receivers and you could probably still end up fitting Kelsey in there to be completely honest because Kelsey is not priced up nearly as much as what he should be uh over on that site so to me to me I think it's a pretty easy build but it's a pretty sufficient build but we'll see we'll see like I said if you if you have any questions if you need help with your lineup builds um anything like that Hey, you know you can DM me over on Twitter, Instagram, at RoyDog underscore 13. Hit me up on Facebook Messenger, Dennis M. Roy over there. Or just hit me up in the Daily Ambush uh, Discord chat. I'll be in there pretty much all morning outside of, you know, working out. But that's at 7 o'clock in the morning. None of you guys are going to fucking get up. You guys are all drinking right now. Fuck it. So hit me up. Let's go win more money. Let's start flaunting this shit. Fuck it. I'm out. I'm going to be honest. I might start using that. Fuck it. I'm out at the end of most of the podcast now. I kind of like it. I kind of fucking like it.